Welcome back to the Bench Boys Podcast. This is episode number five. Uh, finally back after a long break. A lot of stuff has happened, but uh, Jacob, it's good to see you, man. Great to see you. Uh, we're going to start off with one of the biggest, um, I guess, college sports NCAA uh, announcements, events in the past 10, 20, probably 30 or more years. Um, conference realignment, the Pac-12 is no longer the Pac-12. Uh, the Big Ten has added multiple teams. We'll get into that here in a second. And the Big 12 as well is getting involved. So now um, we'll start off with the Pac-12 with Oregon and Washington following the footsteps of USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, and then Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado leaving for the Big 12. So the four schools that are remaining uh, in the Pac, former Pac-12 are Oregon State, Washington State, um, Stanford, and Cal. So, Jacob, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the v- events that went down a couple weeks ago? Um, were you surprised? Were you not surprised? What are your thoughts? Uh, truthfully, I was not surprised at all. And um, as much as it hurts to say, it, it makes sense. Um, you know, with NIL deals being a thing now and money being bigger than ever in college sports, making this kind of move for these teams makes a lot of sense. You're going to be playing on like larger nationally televised stations, which is going to bring in more money. You're going to play these, you know, bigger teams in a way. Um, and it's really just a money move at the end of the day, and it makes sense. It hurts that Oregon State's being left behind right now, but I think that's something we'll figure out here in the near future. Uh, were you more surprised? I feel like I saw um, UC, USC, UCLA leaving. I mean, they had announced it a year before Oregon and Washington did. Yeah. Um, but I remember reading that there was – a TV, a, a new TV deal in place for the Pac-12. Right. Uh, for games to be uh, streamed on Apple TV. So it was going to be, you know, huge, like $20 million deal mm-hmm. uh, to be re-signed. And it was all supposed to be set in place for the Pac, for Oregon and Washington to stay in the Pac-12. And then like the day after, I guess they both bailed. Why do you think that, why do you think that deal fell through? Now I'm still, pretty surprised about that i don't know too much about it but i think you know for those teams they don't want to be playing on apple tv necessarily i mean i they i think they want to be on like the sports centers the espns and stuff like that or not sports center but espns uh and the funny thing is like it also has come out recently after the pack or whatever some someone in the pack declined the deal to partner with them is apple apple tv's looked into buying espn so we really blew that shot right there um and i found that surprising to hear um to be honest uh, i it like the whole situation's confusing i just know it's like a money thing and these teams don't want to be left behind and well, we, you know, there's four teams that did get left behind and they don't really have an option at the moment. So it's about figuring that out. I agree. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of talk saying, you know, it's I get that it's great for the athletes, you know, having the opportunity to make more money. 
and you know the schools as well and to be put on a national platform like that um then there's the other side of you know just holy smokes the amount of travel that's going to go into it um the amount of rest that these athletes are probably going to lose and the just they're they're going to have to adjust to a lot and that's going to be tough um i guess neither of us are college athletes so it's it's hard to say but um i can't imagine it's going to be an easy adjustment and um but yeah it's a total money move uh it it makes sense when you look at it that way um it's obviously pretty heartbreaking when you see that a hundred years of tradition um is just going to hell because that's the way college football and college sports works nowadays it's all about the money um and I say college football first because that's really what it's all about. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. There, they a lot of schools will say it's for every sport, but college fo- college football is the the driving factor here. Um, it's what makes the schools the most money. It's what attracts the most people. So they can say whatever they want. Everybody knows it's all about football and getting um, getting more out of the football program than what they already do. So. So uh, I want to hear from you. What would be your your dream case scenario for Oregon State? Like which conference? You want them to stay in the pack and have the Mountain West and some AAC teams merge? Or do you want to see Oregon State push harder to be in the Big 12? So originally when the news came out that Oregon and Washington were leaving, um, I really wanted Oregon State to push for the Big 12. Mm -hmm. um because it would just add an insane amount of value to the program um all programs and uh plus i mean we had a great football season last year and i think we're trending upwards and you know new stadium uh great new recruit and dj and a bunch of new recruits aiden childs like we have we have one of the best teams in the country in football and i think um you know i saw i posted a graphic the other day it was like we have one of the five schools in the last five years to reach like yeah. the final like eight and five different sports or something like that so like we've had one of the best athletic programs the last couple of years so i really wanted i was like you know what i think we're good enough for the big 12 we should be pushing to do this but now i see these options of merging the pack four now and the mountain west and the american athletic conference and I like the the look of it because the way it would work is the AAC in the Mountain West, there'd be like a Pac-12 West and a Pac-12 East. Mm-hmm. East would consist of a lot of AAC schools and the Pac-12 would, or the, the Pac, uh, Pac-12 East or West would be um, a mix of the best of the four remaining Pac-12 schools and the four best Mountain West schools. And I like that idea. It'd be a power five conference. Um, I think it all comes down to the whether or not Stanford and Cal are on board and whether the TV deal is going to be. As Cal big. doesn't matter. I'm just throw that out there. <laughs> Cal, Cal's, yeah, no, I don't give a shit about Cal. Stanford's the one that's kind of being a pain in the ass, um, yeah. like trying to get to the a- ACC for free mm-hmm. um, so they can have a football schedule and be relevant. But I don't think that's smart. And I think mixing like San Diego State and Houston and Tulane and like who just beat USC and Tulane just beat USC yeah like I don't I don't really get what this whole 
I don't I don't really get it. UC just folded in the bowl game against Tulane and the AAC school. So I love the diversity of schools in like sports that they're good at because like Houston and Memphis, they're not football schools, you know, like Oregon State run through a lot of these teams. But then we go to basketball and it's like, oh, my. And then like if let's say a team like Rice was also including this because they're in that conference, they're a baseball school. So mm-hmm. they suck at football, basketball most years, but then baseball comes around. It's their time, you know. I I like this idea a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know when a decision is going to be announced. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't happen before the football season starts, which is in like two weeks, yeah. Um, then I think what is going to happen is like they're going to see how. I would see how Oregon State performs, and if like we somehow come out and win the Pac-12 or finish in top two or three, I could see us trying to get into the Big Twelve. Or, but if not, I'm totally fine with this whole AAC Mountain West merger and building a different, more versatile Power Five conference. Yeah, I, I think that would be super fun to watch. I mean. I also believe there's absolutely no reason Oregon State shouldn't be let into the Big 12 because, yeah. like, if Colorado's making it, dude, that's ridiculous. Our football team is on a much higher trend than theirs, even though they got Saunders. Um, basketball, you know, we're yeah. Uh, baseball is one of the historically best baseball teams in college baseball. You know, men's soccer has been killing it recently. We're, we're just all over the board, dude. Men's softball, like, made the – the world women's college uh, world series yeah two years ago um and of course we have one of the best wrestling programs of all time for the lower sports and us and oklahoma state are up there for that so you know it's it's just kind of right there for us i i agree man i it's it's um it i think it made more sense for arizona and arizona state to leave than it did for oregon and washington to leave yeah but still either way it's just going to be I mean, this is going to be the last year as managers that we get to see and travel to these schools and like play against these schools on our conference schedule. It's going to be interesting times. Um, yeah. My senior year, your last two years. So we're going to have a chip on our shoulder. That's for sure. Hope so, man. That's the way it should be. I feel like we always do, though. So yeah, that's fair. Always, <laughs> always underestimated, but what you going to do? All right, man, uh, let's turn our attention to the MLB. I know you wanted to bring some things up, so go ahead. All right, well, season is winding down. We're almost in the month of September, and the playoffs start in October. We have a great race going on um, for the playoffs, and so I kind of wanted to discuss that a little bit and kind of give our predictions for the MVPs of the AL and NL, and we could probably throw Cy Young in there too. Um, and then also what teams you think are going to make the playoffs. So do you want to start with MVPs? No, you start it, man. Okay, perfect. So for the NL MVP, I'm going to be given that. It's kind of up in the air between Acuna, Betts, and Freddie Freeman, I'd say, are my top three candidates. And I would give it to Ronald Acuna. I mean – He's batting 335 with 28 home runs. And he most importantly, he also has 58 stolen bases, which leads the NL, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's all M- MLB as well. 
Um, it is by nine, which is nuts. Uh, his stats all around just look amazing. The Braves have been the team to beat this year. And so I'd give that to him. AL MVP. Uh, you're crazy if you say anything other than Shohei. Um, yeah. I mean, dude's unreal. It sucks that he's being shut down the rest of the season for pitching wise. Um, but hopefully he can keep swinging the bat and we can keep watching him. Yeah, um, I like those picks. I'm going to go for, start with AL. Like you said, uh, Shohei is just the greatest show in baseball right now. And I think he'll continue to be that way for the next few years. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the offseason? Um, and who knows if the Angels will be any better? They're six games behind or, yeah, below 500 right now and uh, seventh place in the AL. So it's hard to see a player like him not really be competing for a world series but uh it's still like there's no there's no doubt he's the mvp of the al and he, he should be and for the nl i'm gonna go with acuna as well i see like uh mookie betts and freddie freeman are in the running as well but acuna like you said so many stolen bases and he's putting just on a remarkable season and he's clearly the mvp favorite um freeman the, and like olsen matt olsen also round out the top three but I think it's going to be really hard for Acuna to be like unseated as MVP favorite. And even though there's plenty of season left, I still think Acuna holds on to it. Yeah. And for sure. because the Braves, you know, are the team to beat, like you said, and that's largely because of him. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I mean, that, that felt easy. I feel like that's kind of give me um, next one is a little bit more difficult. It's going to be the Cy Young's. Um, so I'm going to start with AL here. I would really like to see them give it to like a Baltimore pitcher, um, whether that's Felix Bautista, uh, Dean Creamer, I, I probably botched that or Kyle Bradish. Um, but I think it will go to Felix Bautista. This Baltimore team has looked incredible. Um, and Bautista has been about as locked down as you need out of a closer. He is he has an eight and two record. And as a closer, that's a odd amount of wins. But you know, he'll just be brought in and pitch some shutdown innings if the game's tied in the ninth or in extras. And he's posted a 1.52 ERA as well, which is ridiculous. Okay. And then the AL, or I mean NL, this is going to be tough. Um there's a couple names that I like the most here, but I think for me, I would give that one to, um, I'm going to say Devin Williams, another guy, another closer. Um, he has a seven to three record with a 1.49 ERA. So just as crazy as Bautista, Bautista 32 saves and Devin has 30 saves. Right there with um, Williams, I could see it going to Alexis Diaz for Cincinnati. He's their closer or Spencer Strider with the Braves. Either work with me, but I'm saying it's going to be Devin Williams and Felix Bautista. Okay. I like this, man. I'll start with uh, I'll start with the NL. I'm going to go with uh, Diamondbacks' Zach Gallen. He's been pretty solid all season. His record is insane. Um, let me check out his record real quick. 14 and 5 with a 3.1 uh, ERA. 
Diamondbacks are top five in the NL. I just yeah. think if it, if it was between him and someone else, it'd be him and Tony Snell or Blake Snell. My bad. Hey, my boy. So, yeah, Blake Snell. I love Blake Snell. Uh, yeah, he's your Padres guy, so I had to throw him in there. I like your pick more though, because the Diamondbacks have been playing outstanding this season, even though yeah. they're around the border of playoffs. You know. Yeah, and I'm, I'm actually gonna agree with you with Bautista for the AL. Um, you said Felix, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. I love the Orioles. Uh, obviously, our boy Adley, and they've been pretty solid all year. Yeah. He's got eight numbers, and I think Baltimore is definitely worth have have they have multiple candidates. I think between Bautista and Bradish, um, those are two guys that are in contention. So, yeah, hundred percent. All right. Uh, now that we got those in, let's do our quick playoff predictions. So we, you know, there's going to be six teams from either side, um, three winners of the division and three wild card teams. And uh, the NL race is absolutely absurd. So this is going to be fun. Maybe we'll end up with the same answers, but <laughs> I'll get started here with the AL. Um, I'm going to predict. Uh, it, so for the winner of the AL East. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Orioles. I want to see them pull it all out. Uh, the Rays are right there, but I'm going to give it to the Orioles. For AL Central, I think Twins will hold on. They're, they got five games ahead of the Guardians. I would like to see the Guardians succeed in our boy Stephen Kwan, yep. but I'm giving that to the Twins. And then for the AL West, I'm going the Manners here. They wow. have been one of the hottest teams in baseball. Astros have cooled down, and they're right on the Rangers' tails. So I'm going to say those are my three winners of the division. And then for the wild card, it's going to be Rangers, Astros, and Rays. Easy as that. Okay. What about – are you doing NL? You want to do AL before we do NL? Yeah, sure. Perfect. AL – I'm going to go with the Orioles. Um, I think they hold on. They're only a game, a game and a half above the Rays, but I think they hold on. And um, their home record is pretty insane as well, and so is their road record. Their road record is actually better than their home record, so I see them I see them having a great season from, from here on out as they had all year. Um, I'm going to go with the Twins. I personally do like the Twins. They're five and a half games above the Guardians, which is kind of a lot right now, but there's plenty of baseball left to play. But mm-hmm. I do see them holding on. And then for AL West, I'm gonna go with the Mariners as well, man. Um hey. being up here. Uh you gotta cheer for the Mariners at least a little bit. Of course. Uh, Giants fan at heart, but you know, I've been to a couple Mariners games. I'll always cheer for the Mariners. Not a big Rangers fan, not a big Texas fan in general. So <laughs> and the Mariners all of a sudden, you know, when I when I remember I remember when I went to go watch them in March, they were just weren't that good. Um, but now all of a sudden they're one of the hottest teams. So I could see them jumping the the Rangers for first place in the AL West. Yeah. And then uh for the wild card, uh I'm gonna go Giants. Wait, we're sticking AL here. Giants. Oh are... my bad, we're sticking AL, my bad, my bad. All right, I'll go <laughs> I'll go Red Sox, Yankees. Because you still gotta think about Rangers. Rays and Astros. So those were mine. Um the Red Yankees Rays. Yeah, Yankees are 10 games behind right now. I would not say them. <laughs> the Yankees are on a massive losing streak. I'm gonna go Red Sox, Rays, 
Jays. Okay, so you're saying no Houston or Rangers. Okay. Yep. I like it. I, I could see the Blue Jays sneaking in over the Rangers, to be honest with you. Um, Good, man. I could see that for sure. Um, but time will tell. All, All right. right. Now, this is where it's going to get freaky. Okay. Um, so the winner of the NL East, it's going to be the Braves. No doubt about it. They basically have it locked. Um, 13 and a half games above second place. The Braves are unbelievable. Like we said earlier, team to beat. For the NL Central, I believe the Brewers will hold on over the Cubs and Reds. I think they, I mean, it's, they're not necessarily the team I want to win it, but I think they will hold on. Brewers, Brewers have been used to this. Um, and then NLS, it's going to be the Dodgers. No one's really competing that hard there. Um, now the wild card, the three wild card teams that I believe are going to make it. I'm going to do Phillies. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Giants. And oh man, oh man, um, <laughs> it's between it's uh, these last three teams are really tough, and I'm gonna give it to the Diamondbacks. I'm stacking up the NL West here. Okay, wow. Phillies, Diamondbacks, Giants, RAP, my Padres. Um, and sorry to any Reds or Cubs fans listening. Oh man, that's tough, dude. My uh. My roommate's a diehard Cubs fan. He's not gonna be very happy about it. <laughs> I like the Cubs too. I mean, I I respect them. Uh, so I want to see them make it. I just I don't know. I'd rather see Giants and Diamondbacks do it. Alrighty. Um, NL East. The Braves are too far ahead. I'm just gonna pick the Braves for the NL East. Um, NL Central. I'm actually gonna go Cubs. Pass Ooh. up first. Yep. Yep. Picking the Cubs and then uh. For the West, the the Giants are and the and the Diamondbacks are too far back. The, the, the Dodgers are gonna easily win that one. And then for my wild card, I'm going Giants, Cubs. It's between the Reds and the Phillies, man. I don't think the Diamondback the Diamondbacks go. Um, and I gotta pick my Giants, and I like the Cubs, so I gotta pick both. Um, yeah. well, you said Cubs are gonna win it, so they're already in. Oh, it. they're already in. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, you're good. Um. I'll go Giants, Reds, Phillies. Oh, okay. So you think Brewers are getting knocked out of there? I think Brewers are going to get knocked out, and I don't think the Diamondbacks make it. Okay. I like I mean, the that. Marlins. Even the Marlins are still in the race, but I don't think the Marlins make it. Marlins either. are in that, but they just lost a series to the the series to the Padres. So I, I feel like there's no way they're going to make oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're losing a series <laughs> to the Padres right now, come yeah. on now. That's crazy. <laughs> it's going to be intense, man. We got we still got a little ways to go, though. It could change here in the next week or two. And the Diamondbacks and the Reds are in a series um, starting today. Oh, that's going to be nuts, dude. It's. I feel scared not picking the Diamondbacks because they're pretty hot right now. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's three or four. I'm counting on uh, De La Cruz. De La Cruz. It's a four-game series for the Diamondbacks and Reds, and then the Reds come over to your Giants. So you better hope <laughs> you better hope the Reds don't get hot. I hope not, dude. Man, all right, man, that was fun. Let's. Uh, I'm I'm scared, but we'll see how our predictions uh, play out in the near yeah. future. 
<laughs> be fun to watch. All right, now last segment NFL. Um, season starts pretty soon. Let's just go over, um, you know, our expectations for some of the teams that have made some significant changes this season. Yeah. So start with the Jets. Obviously, added a Rod. Sorry, I shouldn't say a Rod because a lot of people don't call Aaron Rodgers a Rod, but right. Aaron Rodgers. Um. And uh, Dalvin Cook recently signed him to a very um, – was it a one-year deal, I think? Yes, I believe so. One-year, not not very large contract. But um, a lot of – been here – like the Jets have been just the talk of the offseason, I feel like. I feel like I've not stopped hearing about the Jets from everybody. So and It makes I'm, sense. Yeah, I think have – you, Have you been watching Hard Knocks on HBO? No, I need to, though. I really it's, need to. It's fire, dude. It re- it gets you believing in the Jets. That's why they've been the talk of the offseason. Their defense is nice. Their their offense is nice. Like I see the Jets having a good year, but the issue is the conference they're in, AFC East, is really tough. I know. Um, I still have the the Bills winning that that um the conference and yeah. been, um, but man, I just Aaron Rodgers, forty years old. I can't tell if he's aging and falling off or if he just had like a bad season last year and he's going to pull like a Tom Brady and just do hella good with his new team. Um, Here's what I think. I think if the Jets just, it completely falls apart and doesn't work. I think Aaron Rodgers retires. Mm -hmm. And I think if the Jets go like, you know, a couple games above 500 and maybe make like the second round of the, of the playoffs. I think he comes back for one more year. And then like, that will be the year that they go all in for the Super Bowl. Okay. But I don't know. I think the hype for this year is a little bit too high. I don't expect them to be like one of the top contenders. I can see that. Um, But I'm excited. Uh, Hopefully Aaron Rodgers is, a closer version um, of what he was two years ago when he won MVP. So, but it's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. Like he won MVP and then just had a horrible season, probably the worst of his career. People are already calling him Wash, even though he won MVP the year oh, before. And so like, say I was one of those people. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he's going to be, I think he's going to do just fine this year. I think the Jets will look nice. We'll make our predictions uh, next episode before the season on the NFL. But yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to watch the Jets team. I mean, he hauled in Lazard. He brought him over. Um, he's got Garrett Wilson, who's one of the probably he's the number one receiver, and he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be nice. He's gonna be super nice. And their defense is pretty good too. Sauce Gardner um is a star in the making. And I expect them to be decent, but I think it's gonna be at least one year as an adjustment period for them to be really competing for, for at least uh AFC championship games. And so, all right, let's move on to your Jags, man. What do you, what do you expect from your Jags this year? Uh, well, I mean, I honestly think there's absolutely no way the Jaguars don't win the AFC South. Um, <laughs> our defense is coming around and our offense is looking sharp this year. Um, with ETN coming back, he's healthy. He's set to have a really nice year. We have a nice backup running back now in Tank Bigsby. Um, he's a he's a beast. 
watched him in preseason. He was killing it. Mm-hmm. Looking at for big things out, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Calvin Ridley's here. Uh, made some improvements to the O line. We got Ingram back, and yeah, I mean the team's looking well rounded. And... That division's just not that good either. Huh? You guys better win that division because that division is not that good. So bad. It's so bad. Like no way the Texans or Colts should be competing. And then a washed Ryan Tannehill. I don't want to see him doing anything. I don't care. He has D hop now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. um, So I agree. I think they should easily win the the division. Uh, Prince coming off a crazy second half game against the chargers. Uh, Massive comeback after what looked to be a complete collapse and, you know, shit show in the first half. Yeah. Um, but I like I like the Jags. Um, like you said, they got most people back, and I think they'll be one of the three, four best teams in the AFC. So. Yes, sir. And Trevor Lawrence should be, should be better than he was last year. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. He should be. I mean, and he has a great asset in Calvin Ridley. Yeah, exactly. I was, um, there's a video of Ridley, um, running routes compared to the other receivers, and he just runs them so much faster. It's, he's going to be so good. People forget how good that dude is. Uh, I was trying to draft him in fantasy yesterday, and then, uh, the pick before we drafted him. <laughs> it's too good. Um, all right, now my 49ers just announced pretty pretty big decision. They're going to roll with uh, Sam Darnold as the backup QB, Brock mm. Purdy as a starter, and they're going to um, put Trey Lance as a starting starting the season as the third-string quarterback. Uh, kind of not what I saw coming when a couple years ago they tr- traded three first-rounders for Trey Lance, and now he's the third-stringer. <laughs> Um, but I think, uh, I think Brock Purdy was the right decision. Uh, hopefully he's fine coming off his, his injury. Um, and Sam Darnold is just like not a good quarterback. So I guess it makes sense. Like if the coaches really don't see Trey Lance outplaying Sam Darnold, even though Sam Darnold's awful, why would you put Trey Lance like in that position? So, and I didn't expect either Trey Lance or Sam Darnold to start. So I don't know. I mean, they're going to trade Trey Lance. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But if they, if they trade him, I think they should give Sean McVay a call, um, see what the Rams are willing to, to give up for him. They kind of got came off yeah. a really bad season. Aging quarterback, aging Aaron Rams Donald. Rams Vikings, one and two. Yeah, aging Aaron Donald as well. Um, that, that team just has, like, a lot of bets on it, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them make some moves. So. Aaron Donald would be crazy on the 49ers. Yeah, that, that would be pretty insane. Uh, and, and Bosa hasn't re-signed either, so like I'm a little concerned. Like I just hope they get that done before the season starts so that we can have the peace of mind that one of the two, three best defenders in the NFL is on our squad for the whole, for the next yeah. the next couple of years. All right. Well, before we end it, I, I just want to say one one thing real quick. Uh, the Cardinals suck, and oh it's God. really funny. Um, <laughs> their their franchise is doomed for years to come. Um, okay. Kyler Murray's not that guy. Um, but I, I like I like the receivers, Marquise Brown, who can't stay healthy. But I really like Rondell Moore. And today, it 
it had me laughing for a good like 10 minutes straight. They traded away Isaiah Simmons to the Giants for a seventh round pick. And for those who don't know, the NFL draft only goes to seven rounds. And the Cardinals drafted Simmons uh, two or three years ago with the number eight pick. (laughs) And he has been like, he hasn't lived up to that hype, but he has played some pretty okay football for the past couple of seasons with a defensive scheme that he doesn't necessarily fit in. So it's really funny to me that they really just dumped him off. And that's all I really had to say. (laughs) They're just, they're not making any sense right now. I think they're, they're just like the equivalent of the Washington Wizards of the NFL. So and like, they're I don't know. Yeah, Kyler is not that guy. Zach Ertz is old as hell. <laughs> um, Marquise Brown can't stay healthy, and they traded away. Uh, they got rid of D Hop and brought him in. So like, they made three trades today, and like the best thing they got was like a fifth round pick, and Josh Dobbs. <laughs> they're, they're, Actually, they're no, I think they gave. I think they gave away a fifth round pick to get Josh Dobbs in a seventh round pick. <laughs> Cliff is gone. I think, I think the only good thing the Cardinals have going for him is that Cliff Kingsbury has gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, even then, man, it's uh, it's going to be a rough one for the Cardinals. Oh, it's just, it's hilarious to watch. Yeah. All right, my man. Well, we covered everything. That's going to um, wrap it up for today. And, awesome. Uh, Next episode, we'll we'll uh once it's closer to the NFL season, we'll make our predictions, um, and then we'll check in on our MLB predictions, and maybe just maybe there will be there there will be an announcement on the conference realignments. Um, who the hell knows what's gonna happen? That's one I'm <laughs> I'm so excited for. It's it's crazy because we're we're part of it. Um, yeah. as you know, being a part of um the program so i'm excited but i'm also very nervous um, yeah dude should be should be fun though <laughs> all we'll right make some great content for sure yeah seriously it's been fun man yeah all right i'll talk to you next week bro see ya <laughs>